I'm Greg Miller, and you're listening to Rabbit Hole Media. It kind of sounds gross, but I don't think it is. Welcome to Press Star, episode 128, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. I am one of your hosts, Christian Lasham, and as always, and as usual, I am joined by an ever-increasingly shaggy-looking Jeremy Clarkson of video games, Jack Netley-Thompson. This hair situation is becoming absurd. Absolutely. I'm in the same absurd situation. I made a crazy decision yesterday to remove the scraggly beard. Now... I didn't go all the way clean shaven. I don't know how well this shows up on the small camera here. I, I deliberately trimmed down to a stubble because I thought completely clean straight shaven along with the long scraggly uncontrollable hair would look even more insane than the full on homeless look. Yes, yes. And uh, it does. As your husband, I do decree that uh, you should have left it. <laughs> to, to an extent, I agree. But it got to the point where it was so uncomfortable and it was itchy and it was in the way when I was eating. So it was just easier just with something than it was to uh, you know, do anything else. I understand. I understand. I don't really get that. I get the occasional bit of Ivan itchy face, it'll, but then I scratch it. It'll, it'll come. Mine was a bit longer than your current state is. Mine seems to have just ceased. Nah, it hasn't. It's it's tricking you into a false sense of security, believe me. Absolutely. There will Obviously. be a day where you just wake up and you go, why can I taste hair in my mouth? And why does everything... Oh, I it... get to that point. Like, <laughs> it reaches my mouth. It's infuriating. <laughs> it's when you... It's like yeah. The problem I was having would be like, I'd, I was eating and just catching my face hair in my face as I'm eating. Oh, yeah, like, I, this... get that. I get that with the old... Blonde moustache. I don't know why I have a blonde moustache. You do have but... tinges of blonde throughout your body. That sounded weirder than what I expected it to. Around <laughs> <laughs> <Not> my body. <laughs> oh, oh! I will admit this is not the perfect podcast attire on on camera attire. I should say I've just got pajama bottoms on and a hoodie. Yeah, it's There's nothing. It's fine under the hoodie. It's fine. I uh, I was going to put the press start t-shirt on and I forgot until literally this second. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I don't know why. Just blonde in the old. I've got it here as well. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. You do have a bit, didn't you? I get. I've got grey. That's what mine does. Mine goes grey. I occasionally get one that's just solid white, and I just go, oh, it's time. <laughs> Where are the funeral planners? <laughs> Where is my local coffin manufacturer? <laughs> I, I should. I should find it. Even in rich. Even in oh, evening rich. I thought you said even in rich. <laughs> <laughs> Even in Rich, I find grey hair. Yeah, I just go searching all over Rich to find greys. Sorry, Rich, I've dragged you into this anecdote. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Press Start, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. Don't forget, if you like what you're doing and what you've been doing is watching us, you can follow us on Twitter at rabbithole underscore UK. You can subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see us anytime that you wish. You can follow us on Twitch at Rabbit Hole Media and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet. Indeed. And now you can follow us on Instagram at rabbitholemedia underscore UK for all of the behind the scenes tits and bits. If you would like to support us, you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can buy a wide range of merchandise which just recently got wider. And finally, if you are watching us live on Twitch and are an Amazon Prime member, I get one... No, you get one free... Pri- fuck it. You get one... <laughs> 
free Twitch Prime membership a month, please find it within your hearts to give that free membership to us. It will not cost you a penny, but will go a very long way in helping us bring you to shows that you like, love even. Plus, you get a few cool emotes like socks. Socks. Um, Where's my compliment, Rich? Well, he sees you regularly. But still... And no I am, you know, I am a point. handsome fella who's looking good. So I understand why he would feel the need to express that. <laughs> and I am not, so I understand the lack of one. So it's fair enough. I, I test, I tease, I test, I test you. Yeah, Jack, I'm gonna. I test your patience, is what I do. <laughs> I'm gonna take a slightly different approach to the show this week for numerous reasons. The first one is I'm tired, and um, the usual show prep just felt like too much of a task. The second reason is that. Um, when I did look at that task, there wasn't much worth talking about. The third reason is, hey, this show is ever-evolving, and the way we evolve that show is every now and then we change it up. So I'm going to go through the same segments, but I've given us a few more and just spread out news stories over talking points. Talking points over segments, sorry. As opposed to doing it all as news, if this makes sense to you. It does, it does. I, I do find it fascinating how your body betrays you on camera. I know, I can't I've seem to... I've spoken to you lots, probably more off-camera than yeah. on-camera, and it never happens to yeah. you I, <laughs> when we're hit. just talking. I don't know what it is. I think I kind of, like, you know, try to present myself and enunciate, and I think I just don't give myself enough time to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> that could very much be it. Breathing is usually important to your average everyday <laughs> And I'm so busy trying to be, you know, entertaining, a good host, you know... I'm so busy and just trying to be. Brief. I understand. The, I understand. The best I can be. I forget that I have to survive at the same time. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's why you're a step above everybody else. Thank you, Jack. Me. I, I appreciate. Because I, I take the time to breathe, and uh, in that time, I'm not speaking. So dead air. Can't have dead air. <laughs> I appreciate the also, compliment, although I'm not sure if it was intended as one. Jack, it absolutely was. <laughs> I want to talk about what games we've been playing. Now, I think this is going to take up most of this week's show simply because I am about to gush. Right. And I, I, I mean, I like ejaculate my emotions and feelings about the game I've it's been fair. playing. Um, it's fair. With that in mind, would you like to go first? Because I'll be here all fucking day. I'm in the same boat in the fact that we'll be here all day. Okay. And there'll be mild gushing. All right, not strap yourself in. But then there'll also be, there'll also be uh, uh, ranting because Jeremy Clarkson. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Emotional ejaculation. Ooh, that's... I was going to say that sounds horrible. That's kind of the point. It is um, kind of the point. Yeah, there's, but there's two things. There's productive and emotional ejaculation, I feel. Um, <laughs> productive. In, into you socks sometimes, too. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Uh, let's uh, let's cut. Yeah, Jack, anyway, talk to me about what games you've been playing. <laughs> uh, I started. I don't have much to say about this first one, but I'll mention it. I started because I was like, "Oh, there's nothing to play." I seem to be replaying everything I've ever played in my life because I don't think any game has come out since Pong at this point. <laughs> but um, so I started playing Tomb Raider. Okay, the just like the 2012 Tomb Raider. Yes. Cool. Is it 12 or 13? Tw um, I want to say know. 12. I might be wrong, but I want to say 12. 
I'm gonna Google it whilst you provide your anecdote. Both sound both sound right. But obviously I'm playing the definitive edition, so that would have come out in like twenty fourteen probably. Yeah. Definitive edition there. A bit Oh my god, it's happening to me. A bit before um <laughs> a bit before uh Rise of the Tomb Raider came out, I believe. Uh twenty thirteen, anyway. you were correct. Excellent. I I like being correct. Um they're good games, aren't they? I don't yeah, really have much are. to say about it. They are, they are good games. They are not incredible, impeccable games, but they're good games nonetheless. They're fairly good. I mean, I've always referred to them as a poor man's Uncharted, but not necessarily in a bad way. They're, they lack a certain amount of finesse and polish that games like Uncharted have. But mm-hmm. for the game that it is, a third-person puzzle-solving adventure game, they're really competent, good games. For sure, I really enjoy them, and I do plan on going through uh, and replaying the trilogy just because I enjoy them. Um, I think, yeah, they they definitely start to move away from Uncharted, and they always have been yeah. obviously a bit different from Uncharted. But they just obviously they took inspiration in like the climbing and the massive set pieces, and all this, that, and yep. the other. Which obviously, because Uncharted is Naughty Dog, they don't quite match the. Finesse, or at least of the later Uncharted's. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for the time the though, the, at the t- you know the first Uncharted's at the time were pretty groundbreaking. Absolutely, so. absolutely. That's that's was going to be my follow up, but I was going to say like the first couple came out years before the first yeah. one of this. So uh, that's not particularly surprising, but they're good. Uh, some of the acting is a bit say no more. Um, <laughs> And some of the characters, it's just odd choices. There are, I do find it odd that this is a series called Tomb Raider where, at least in this first game and at least in the opening hours or opening chunk of the game, tombs are entirely optional. Yeah. Which seems odd. Which seems odd. It'll be like where in Uncharted, you only go to the Uncharted places in, in side missions, whereas the rest of the game takes place in like Slough or something. Like, I'd play that. I'd play an Uncharted that was set in Slough. That'd be quite amusing. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be. I don't. I don't think there's a lot to do for like a eight to six, eight to fifteen hour storyline in know. real life in Slough. Oh. So, um, it would have to be. Uh, well, it'd be some kind of very, back alley gangster life. story, wouldn't it? In Slough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's much mob mafia crime. I mean, I don't in, think crime is avoiding Slough. I didn't say that. I said mob mafia crime. Well, I didn't say mob. I said, yeah, I'm thinking like London gangster, not so much mafia. Like, think the getaway. Yeah, fair. fair. There's still a mob in it. Ah, I guess. Either way, I'm getting a bit <laughs> sidetracked. Here. But the, the main game I've been playing is Avengers. Excellent. Now, we played a little yeah. bit of that on stream the other night for the PS5 version launched. We did. We did. I realized it was a particularly counterproductive the stream we did obviously we did only in the sense of we did a stream on release day of new content and we didn't play any of it <laughs> the problem there was you hadn't played the previous content leading up to i hadn't it. played the stuff before yet and it was <coughs> a good thing i did because the last one ended with a to be continued in this one so i would have been very confused i see it, it probably would have come up with a prompt if i tried like mm-hmm. did you see but so there are many things I want to talk about Avengers. And I like that game. I thoroughly enjoy that game. I like just going in and doing the 
daily and weekly challenges, although a lot of them are far too easy to cheese, which is what I've been doing. Um, just to never, I because this wouldn't have been in the beta, but you kind of get like a battle pass for each character ish, mm-hmm. but you don't just play, uh, you don't just play and level up. You've got to do the challenges and for each for. You get a certain amount of points for daily challenges and a certain amount of more points for weekly challenges. Mm-hmm. And that levels up your battle pass. So I've been doing that. Um, quick interjection for Rich. No, we played the Kate Bishop stuff, which was the character stuff that came out in December. It's the other Hawkeye. <laughs> the other Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye, Hawkeye. As opposed to Kate Bishop. Um, that kind of leads into some of the stuff I want to talk about later. But uh, I thoroughly enjoy doing that. I enjoy leveling up and increasing the power level of my of, of the different characters and just doing this that and the other um but my god my god this will lead into many other things i don't know if you want to talk about god of war first because i'm going to start talking about the square enix stuff uh what well, a square enix stuff i was planning on doing is news Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I enjoy the game. It has problems, and there's problems with content that I want to talk about, but it involves me talking about the Square Enix stuff, so I shall come back we'll to it. We'll get back to that. I mean, yeah, okay, so, well, from, you know, from watching you playing, uh, one thing I would say is that I am glad I didn't buy it the other week. It definitely does not look like something I would enjoy playing for a prolonged period of time. Um, Probably not. Probably not. I'd like say... For me. I would recommend picking it up when there's a few more like of the character campaigns out. Yeah, that makes sense. I just... Because I think you'd get through the campaign. Perhaps. And then each of the character campaigns aren't particularly long. So you could do those as well. So when there's a few of those out, and you find it in a sale or something, like you were going to get it in the sale the other week. But um, it's very much a case of it's not going to be your type. Because you don't really get... The only one of those types of games you've really gotten into at all was Destiny. Destiny got me for a while, yeah. Destiny 2 more than 1 as well. Destiny 2 really got me hooked yeah. for a while. But the actual core gameplay of Destiny 2 I enjoyed. It was a really mm-hmm. solid first-person shooter. Whereas my issue with this is the type of gameplay does not look like something I'd enjoy. And it didn't when I was playing it. I wasn't enjoying the, the actual gameplay moment to moment. And I can't work out how to explain what it is I don't enjoy about it. Because the best terminology I can think of, and I know how stupid it sounds... But the best terminology I can think of is it's too video gamey. And by that, I mean, it's very much kind of like. Oh, no, I don't know how to explain this at all. It just. It lacks a certain amount of realism, which is the amount of realism I need to suspend my disbelief long enough to enjoy it, if that makes sense. (laughs) There's just an element of it which I just don't find enjoyable of kind of like for the most part enemies are damaged sponges and it's that's just the type of game it's the type of game absolutely um i just struggle to really get into that the animations are fine but they're not spectacular they're not what i'm about to get into they're not what i like from spider-man and all these other things the um like i said to you before and when i played the beta i felt as though all the characters how they played felt very much the same and was just looking different. But I I always felt like each character felt very similar to play. The things like, you know, when you're jumping around, it's very much kind of like a high ultra low gravity 
jump and yep. stuff like that and floating between things and the the worlds are all kind of just like you know that map you were playing around primarily on with um kate bishop the snowy one mm-hmm. i've seen that map so many times i think it's the only map i properly played on on the beta and i just keep seeing that same map come up and yeah there aren't many yeah it it all just looks a bit meh, to me which is where i That's struggle and fall off it fair enough Whereas, you know, if... That's absolutely fair enough. Yeah, and I don't think it's so much the loot-shoot part of it I don't enjoy, because when a game does that well, I do enjoy that way of upgrading mm-hmm. and progressing. Like, Destiny is the perfect example. I got really into that, and I've got into other games that do stuff like that as well. But just the core gameplay mechanics, particularly for an Avengers game, is just not what I want from it, which is why I struggle to commit, I think. That's absolutely fair enough. There's, there's, I have, there's not nothing to counteract and say oh you're wrong <laughs> um but uh oh you're wrong uh, <laughs> no um no it's, it is one of those cases of yeah they do kind of play the same but it's it in terms of the button mapping or does the same yeah. things but it depends on how you use them i can like, appreciate that yeah and i'd imagine it's the sort of thing where if i spent some time actually messing around with those characters i would notice the differences more um but it, it just for sure and <clears throat> there is definitely an element of they all play the same but um like you can you, yeah you do start playing differently with each character depending on what they can do mm-hmm. i i admit that from the get go it, it takes a while because it doesn't it kind especially in the uh like you get tutorial missions for each character and stuff it kind of teaches you in the exact same way for every right. character which doesn't help yeah. so you kind of have to figure that stuff out for yourself yeah that obviously if you have a massive group of enemies you want uh for hawkeye or black widow or whatever you want to kind of take a bit of a step back hulk you just want to barrel in cap you can kind of do a bit of both thor and iron man you can just tackle it from above all this kind of things but for the most part i do kind of i get where you're coming from entirely in the sense of uh, all playing the same animations yeah i agree is kind of just a you're doing the same small combos and stuff you can get quite you can get quite deep with it but i think it's one of those things of you have to be quite good and completely understand the three pages of skill trees per character mm-hmm. which is insane yeah well it's not so much the variety of animations it's just the quality of them and the design behind them and specifically something where i think a lot of other games stand out and i've been talking about it the last few weeks for games like assassin's creed is sync animations like synchronized animations mm-hmm. when you're with an enemy and how you have your character has an animation based off the control input you're putting in and the enemy you're fighting reacts to it and you, there's two types you get you either get a generic the enemy just does a stagger back and normally it doesn't quite match up with the angle of the hit you've made or there's no actual contact being seen or you get well-designed synchronized animations where it looks right assassin's creed Mm -hmm. does it very well where swords are pretty much always making contact and when you're in combos all the animations flow together so that there's actually a synchronized animation that's not just your character being animated but the enemy is animated with that as part of one joint thing um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uncharted Mm -hmm. like naughty dog are very good at that particularly in the last of us games um I was going to say, in The Last of Us, absolutely. Not, I wouldn't necessarily... In Uncharted, when you do melee, yeah, actually. Yeah, uh, when you, and it's not particularly groundbreaking. It's not like they're incredible. Oh, wow, look at this amazing thing that happened. But it looks natural. 
you know, the characters mm-hmm. react in a natural way. It looks like contact is being made and they're reacting adequately to the contact that's happened. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where I feel like it's lacking a little bit. Spider-Man and games like that do it really well as well, where For sure. it looks like, yes, I've punched that person and they've reacted accordingly. It's not necessarily realistic because most people, you'd punch them and they'd immediately fall over. But it's... It, it looks realistic. It looks like we'd expect to see based off films and stuff like that. It, it, it's not just sure. two pixels clashing each other, which is where I think the latest Assassin's Creed games have gone wrong. You get a few synchronized animations on finishing moves, but the combat itself is just kind of like a sword slashing in one direction um, and an enemy might stagger a little bit, um, if that makes sense. For sure. I, I completely agree as well. Um, the animations aren't really anything. Um, as you say, it's the same with the newer Assassin's Creeds and with finisher moves. The finisher moves are really cool. Yeah. The animations are really cool. Uh, general combat, nothing really. I, I, I think it kind of falls down to the type of game it is. I don't think it would even be... It would be possible, but it would be a technical and time-consuming nightmare to do it in this type of game. It's a lot more Just work. Cause absolutely it's a lot more work and i think that kind of goes back to what i was saying last week about i would like to see a studio like naughty dog try and take that kind of game on and try and put those sorts of finesses into that kind of game because there are i'd love to see naughty dog do a marvel game i I don't doubt there are studios out there that can do it (laughs) like it's just where they choose to put their resources for sure and they probably could have done it i just think it would be one of those things of if they put all their time they if they put all their time into that, especially considering there's so many enemies, so many different characters Mm -hmm. at once doing different moves and they would have to react differently. I understand why they didn't. Absolutely. Um, I I appreciate the decision they've made. I just don't know if it was the right one for me. That's Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Obviously, I'm never going to stand here and say that the combat system in Avengers is better than (laughs) The Last of Us. Um, Or anything as absurd as that yeah um yes avengers is the best game ever and the moon is a triangle <laughs> um you heard it here first people you heard it here first i've started a cult the triangular cheddar wedge of a moon i think that's the that illuminati we, that isn't it um but this is where <laughs> i feel like god of war steps in yes so i've been playing god of war you have. And I I, I, in, in terms of animations, I do feel the sync animations aren't as grand as some of the other games. Well, I'll get to that. They're better. Yeah, I'll get to it. So you've obviously just replayed God of War. I'm replaying through it now. Uh, I'm not overly far in. I won't say where I am because of plot spoilers. I know Rich hasn't played the game yet. Um, I know, and I've known since it came out and I played it, how much I loved that game. And I know, mm-hmm. and I've known since I last played it, how good it is. Which is why I said, you know, best game of the PS4 generation, blah, blah, blah. And I know that. But I, I forgot. Think we both did, we? Sorry? I think we both Absolutely. went for yeah. um, God of War is the best. And I know that. I know how good it is. I know how much I love it. But I forgot how good it is, <laughs> if that makes <laughs> sense. Because I'm playing this. I'm not playing New Game Plus. I've just started a new, new game from scratch mm-hmm. uh admittedly i'm playing it on the easiest mode this time because i didn't want to play through for a challenge i just wanted to play through it i don't want to be overly challenged and it's still Pretty a much bit, what i did i think yeah and it's still a bit challenging to be fair it's not the easiest game in the world by any sense no. but my god is it captivating every 
element of that game I'm just fixated by. It's so flawlessly put together, visually, um, dynamically, narratively, the performances from every character has been stellar. The world design is gorgeous. The, uh, The pacing is spot on. I've not had a point yet where I've gone, oh, this bit. It's not happened. <laughs> I never had a point where I was like, oh, this bit, um, because I think every moment of that game is great. I did have quite a few points of like, you go somewhere and then just go, oh, right, okay, got to immediately go back again. All right, okay, fine. And obviously, I think I mentioned it when I did my playthrough yeah. on the show. That that got a bit gripey on a second playthrough just because it was because you've done it before not a fault of the game but because i've done it before. yeah absolutely yeah. and i can see that um and i can see as i'm starting to get to some of those points now it's like, oh yeah i remembered that this isn't the thing i now have to go do this thing oh yeah i now have to do that thing i remember that but at the same time i think that's very well played up because kratos is also going oh fuck's sake <laughs> yeah there's a point oh, where sure. a, the point where i'm at is where essentially you think you've got to the place you need to go and then mimir's like no you have to go to jotunheim and um atreus says oh i can't believe we're going to jotunheim this is incredible and kratos just goes no it's inconvenient <laughs> <laughs> like yes this is good and that's good i think that's so many like that really plays into what makes this game so good um absolutely and mechanically it's just it's so well thought out the axe is incredible to use ranged Mm -hmm. with the light with the light range and the heavy range and plus you can hold them hold the buttons for a different type of throw and calling it back and how calling it back can do damage as well and calling it back at the right time after throwing it can do a different type of attack and there's just so much the skill tree allows you to do so much it's one of probably one of the only perfect skill trees in the video game. Absolutely. And this is where I think like, so the my comment I was going to make on the animations during combat isn't that they're bad because I think the animations are fantastic. The sync animations mm-hmm. are really good. They're really, they look really natural. There are a few points where if you do it in a weird place on the environment, it can go a bit weird. So if you're doing, if it's a sync animation, it involves you throwing a dark elf, but you're standing right up against the wall. It kind of, goes a bit fucked up of course yeah um which i imagine is something they'll probably fix for the next game it's the sort of thing where his technical achievements will come along they'll they'll work mm-hmm. out ways around that um and obviously when you're just in combat you have light attack heavy attacks and stuff like that but there are a range of them so it's not always just blindly slashing there's a range of different animations depending on what combo combos you're putting in so if you're playing it well it can always look fresh and the animations in the way enemies react, although it's very much hidden with gore animations, as for lack of a better term, still looks natural where characters knock back, but you can see the axe made contact with them and there's been a splurt of blood come out of where they were hit with blood, lava, whatever it is, depending on what you're fighting and stuff like that, which kind of sells sure. those what? animations to look more than just a, you know, two random pixels failing at each other. For sure, the uh, the fact that you can see the axes hit them definitely helps. I yeah. will admit that most of the time they still just go. They do. They absolutely like do. no matter where you hit them, they do kind of still that. But a minor problem, not even a problem. 
just a minor fact there we go yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> that's absolutely it and and i think by good use of combos that you still kind of get around that because if you know if a heavy attack will make them react differently and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. when you if you're good and you're good at reading the combat scenarios that you're in and how to use your moves accordingly it actually can avoid a lot of those situations there have been so many things where if you time a hit correctly the animations look 15 times more natural so a lot of it is just down to how good you are as well as how good how, sure. and then that make when you do that it makes you feel even more badass than what you do playing it anyway mm -hmm. but yeah so many good things i can say about this game the sound design is just fucking astronomical with a very particular big character i think you might know who i mean absolutely and i remember us being in a party chat when yeah. i got to that and i kept having to pause it because yeah. i couldn't hear you oh it's oh, so that. good and through my sound system oh it's just and it's just uh it, it really puts the um point of that moment across and what the characters would be feeling and experiencing in that moment because how well designed mm -hmm. all of that is and the audio mixing is and brilliant writing in term both in terms of plot but terms of just little bits of dialogue and how they use that dialogue to pull you through different situations and add different spins on things and a bit of comic relief here and there mimir for example his dialogue is so cleverly written and the way they use his jokes and the way his humor to break things up and to add a different dynamic to kratos and, Atre um, and atreus it mm -hmm. just works so well um yeah, I, I cannot gush about that game enough. And for anyone who hasn't played it, <laughs> Rich, <clears throat> you um, need to. Faux show. Uh, and you like talking about this stuff. So what did you think of the old PS5-iness of it? Well, it's interesting because I remember that game looking stunning anyway. So I can't tell how much better it's... One of those things where you couldn't tell. Yeah. Performing. It's fucking smooth like the 60 frames per second is nice but obviously that's always really adding is is higher frame rate at 4k yeah. um it's it looks incredible and it plays incredible it, it feels great to play um yeah all the textures and stuff like that and the particle effects and just, oh it's just it's so very good and i'm completely smitten with every aspect of it absolutely yes uh, yeah i it wasn't the best PS5 upgrade, but that's because there's a patch. Yeah. It's not a PS5 version, yeah, it's a patch. Yeah, it's literally just, it's literally it just was... a patch to bring it to 60 frames per second. So. Yeah, and it exactly. did not and, run uh, badly on a PS4 Pro. You know, I played it on a Pro on 4K when it launched, and it, you know, it was absolutely solid. Same. Yeah. yeah. It was locked 30, I'm... and that's fine. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was, I had no problems with the performance or the visuals or anything playing through on the first time. PS4 Pro, you still get all the HDI, you still yep. got the 4K, you still got everything. It's just a, your standard 30K. 30K? 30, <laughs> good Lord, that resolution. <laughs> that 30 frames per second uh, action game, yeah. as pretty much every console game is. Um, it was phenomenal. It looks incredible. The final little thing I just wanted to point out on it, and this is just Corey Barlog's fantastic direction, is, and I've mentioned it before, but is that, that single camera shot. Mm-hmm. It works so well in so many ways of the game doesn't yeah it really helps keep the pacing going because there aren't any camera breaks so everything feels like yeah. it's flowing nicely but just watching how they've used that camera and you know they've animated it as if it's a handheld camera as if there's a cameraman following them around 
like there's a bit in the first boss fight the superhero fight i shall call it where yes someone gets flown gets flung across yeah flung across this forest and the camera man almost like the camera chases to catch up but it's almost like the cameraman is running to catch up with that camera bouncing up and down and stuff like that and just the movement and the choice of camera angles and camera shots to display, like to convey certain messages depending on what scene you're in and who they want you to focus on is so well executed. It's fantastic direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, there are bits where uh, characters are falling and uh, the camera leaves one and like turns yeah. and then sticks with the other and yeah. goes somewhere else. And it's, Jesus, that man, he's too nice and humble to be as talented as he is. Absolutely. Like, a lot of the uh, high ups in Sony Studios are. Because um, you had uh, Herman Holst, who then mm -hmm. got promoted even higher within Sony, yep. who's a very nice, humble man. You obviously have Hideo Kojima. Uh, people like his games. Um, <laughs> uh, Corey Barlog is just an absolute joy to watch yes. on Twitter and Neil Druckmann as well. Yeah. Which is an absolute joy. Um, there are probably, there will be many, 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 many more, but these are the ones that are forward facing, almost like influences in their yeah. own right. I get as it you. were. But, but yeah, I mean, in short, God of War is a fucking masterpiece on every level. Agreed. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm going to have to wait a little while, but I cannot wait to see what they bring us next. I'm so on board. 2029, baby. Indeed. Jack, we'll do some vaguely planned news. We're going to do it a little bit differently this week because there was a Square Enix. Enix? Enix. Enix event. I say Enix. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll say Enix then. There was a Square Enix event, which you want to talk to me about. So, take it away. There are a couple of bits I want to talk to you about. Nothing in particular. A, I didn't. I watched it. Did not see this Tomb Raider cookbook. Really? <laughs> it was in there. <laughs> didn't see it at all during the uh, Tomb Raider thing. It was definitely there. Kind of, a kind of funny reaction thing, and no one. They didn't even respond to it at all. No, nothing. <laughs> I didn't notice it. I'm so confused. <laughs> I definitely didn't make it up. <laughs> I'm wondering if you did. No, I didn't. I, <laughs> I know I didn't, it and I'm. Utterly convinced it wasn't there. <laughs> I'll find it I was later. Even and I'll waiting for it at the end and everything. Like, I'm, uh, I'm but, so convinced it's there. I'm going to painstakingly watch it later and time find the time code and send it to you. No, nah, I believe you, but no, you I don't. think I missed it because of the stupid rule. There you go. Rich has put a thing in the chat. No, I, I believed it existed. It would be such a strange thing for you to just make up. <laughs> Going forward, it might be something I do. Just, just random games, I'll be like, have you seen that this has released a cookbook? <laughs> the Uncharted Travel Magazine. Do you know the one game that probably should release a cookbook? Overcooked? Overcooked. But that would just be how to make simple meals through pan like utter crises. <laughs> <laughs> how to incorporate seagulls in the kitchen. Yeah. How to... Animal Crossing Karma Sutra, Rich. Get oh out of here. God, Rich. <laughs> You're going to see every bit of Tom Nook and Cranny, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, 
it was a weird show. And the thing that they've done, and the reason I think I've missed it, I don't know if you know this, but to stream it, so I'm glad we didn't cover it, because to all the bigger influencers, like Kind of Funny and all this, that and the other, they sent an email beforehand with time codes on where, if you want it on YouTube or Twitch, you have to mute it. <laughs> oh. Which was, and I'm not kidding, about 90% of the show. Is that because of copyrighted music? Copyrighted music. That's really throughout Outriders, Avengers, Life is Strange, uh, some of the uh, like weird Nintendo Switch arcade games they did. Um, that's a problem. That's bad. It's a massive. Pro- that's yeah. Just stop fucking using copyrighted music. Then you know what world you live in. Yeah, that's real like, bad. Like in so many ways, because all the Tomb Raider stuff had to be muted as well. That's that's bad. Like places like that and streams like that kind of need to rely on restreamers. They need to rely mm-hmm. on reaction streamers in a lot of way because it's the reaction streamers that build the hype a lot of the time about these products. I mean, unless you're us who just fucking rips them apart, but um, hey, pay us enough. You might change our minds. Um, <laughs> but to, to essentially kind of not screw over, but really hurt the way someone like us would have to do that that's that seems like a very it seems like a mistake in a lot of ways and particularly on for square enix i can't see that being something that's helping them for sure to the point where it was kind of almost all they talked about during the kind of funny thing like do we mute it now do we have to mute it now this sounds like we need to have it muted now this is fucking stupid should we have a mute yeah, now because then you're missing the information as well like so yeah dumb. they had to put captions on because they were just like well why because greg was just like why are we watching this like yeah we, we either unmuted or I'm gone. This is a waste of time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and it was. It was, um, it was just completely stupid. And I, I just kind of wanted to bring that to your yeah, attention if you insane. didn't know didn't it already. Because it was absolute fucking madness. Like They gave them time codes and stuff in an email to say it needs to be muted at this point. That's, and that's insane. That's absolutely insane. insane. Daniel, that uh, company don't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's the thing. For the most part, they do. Like the yeah. most most of the games they make are well received, popular, and garner franchises. Final Fantasy and Tomb Raider, and they started with Hitman, but they let that go because they're idiots. And my point, precisely. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Avengers has its audience, and I don't think. Oh, if they carry on doing what they're doing they're not going to go any like i don't think i just want to clarify and i've said this before i don't think they made a bad game with avengers i think they made the wrong decision but i don't think they made a bad game oh i agree with that entirely like as much as i enjoy it i think it was made the wrong decision but i mainly wanted to talk about square enix event uh actually there was a small thing the game at the end what was it called it was a stupid thing that's not actually doesn't seem like is it oh it's um spoken yeah which, which, which was originally announced as project athia yes yeah. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the line, is that a motherfucking dragon? Um, <laughs> yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And oh, if that game looks anything like that trailer. Ooh wee. Mm, now you see, I was in for the cutscene bit. Visually the cutscene looked great, animations looked good, facial animations looked stunning. Then I saw the gameplay side of things, I was like, eh, not mine. Not for me. <laughs> Oh, I I didn't mean as in it looked like a great game. I meant it looked incredible. Oh yeah, like from that point of view, absolutely, yeah, hundred and ten percent. 
looked incredible. I don't quite understand why every game these days has to be a character running really fast in a weird way. It's, it's always been a thing. It's always been a has thing. It? Yeah, games are poor with some of their animations and stuff. Like, like we've that. had, this year already, we've had, oh, well, we've got Pathfinder. We've got that, what is it? The sequel to Spiritual Successor to Hyperlight Drifter or whatever it's called. Solaris? What? I have no called? idea. Yeah, that one. And they're just literally characters running, mm-hmm. like, looking weird and then this is kind of the set this looks like it has more of a combat and a and whatever system and i'd be intrigued to see more and kind of weigh up this balance um because that could be interesting to me but the main thing i wanted to talk about was avengers because <sighs> what are they doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> like come on like they put on screen on their thing, they uh, on during this conference in their section, they put a roadmap that was different and less detailed to one they released later. Yep, I know why. They showed in full the Hawkeye DLC. It felt like mm-hmm. it felt like, which was a case of why are you doing this? It's out. <laughs> yeah, just tell people to go and play it. You've got all this other stuff that you're about to announce all the Red Room stuff, the new villain sector, all the uh, yep. actual end game, no pun intended, um, content that hasn't actually been announced yet. You have uh, all this other stuff. You've got MCU-inspired skins. Show those! Um, or at least a couple of them. You've got... That's so, like, um, if you want to build hype around an Avengers product, by the way, show off use the, the MCU. MCU. Like, use um, it. You've got... The Wakanda campaign, which seems to be an actual campaign, is actually adding a new villain. It's adding new enemy types and yep. a new location. Like, it's an actual expansion to this game. And yet, you just... Sh- like, also, and like this is summer and beyond. Mm-hmm. One character for the rest of the year. <laughs> Are you insane? Bear in mind, Hawkeye that came out on Thursday was meant to be out in November. Yep. That's how far behind they are. November. Oh, fucking six months ago, five months ago. So, like, we're, we're at a point where we were already supposed to have Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and at least Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where we are, and yet we haven't got that. Um, Greg was kind of talking, like, he was, he's been having chats and stuff with Square Enix, like, he was shown some of this new content so, so they've been showing people they just decided not to talk about fucking any of it in their conference mm-hmm. they just wanted to show nine days worth of the hawkeye dlc that's only two hours long um just show more characters like even if, if you want to put someone and beyond and you don't have anything to show for the next character but you know who it is just put it yep just put it just say after hawkeye we've got captain marvel Great. Please don't be Captain Marvel. But great, like just I know what just you mean. say more. Say more. I know they're doing a summer one, and I think if they don't put a new character into the roadmap in that Square Enix summer event, I just I don't know how long this game can survive on well, announcing one fucking character a year, I don't it will think die. It's been surviving overly well, anyway, has it? Like the player base was dropping. Wasn't there a news story a few months ago about how it was costing money? Um, it 
it is survive. I the player base dropped, but I believe that'll be back just up from, now because it's just the PS5 hype that will do that next gen for sure, for sure. But even before that, it was it was stable. It dropped, but it was steady. Yeah, uh, uh, and it was stable. And I think that's fine. Like if you don't appeal, to, like not every game has to appeal to everyone. No, of course not. I think it's bizarre that the game that doesn't appeal to everyone just happens to be the biggest fucking IP in the world <laughs> yep. at the moment. But um, which is utter madness on how they managed to do that. Um, well, but they just yeah, that, to... that's the argument why I think they made the wrong decision. They managed to take what is the biggest, most popular franchise in the world at the moment and make it uninteresting to a larger group of people. <laughs> like that's for sure that's the mistake they made. I, I will, as I, as I said last time, I, I will never disagree that this was the wrong decision to make an Avengers game, or or at least, well, not even at least doubly the wrong decision then executed the wrong way yeah um but doesn't stop me from enjoying it but it's just because i enjoy it it's just like please like as many people have said with like the roadmap doesn't need to have dates like, i understand that you're probably a bit burnt on giving dates because you've given loads and missed every single one of them mm-hmm. you you missed launch delivered the the next gen upgrade late you delivered kate bishop late you've delivered um hawkeye late they've now delivered spider-man late they're gonna deliver black they never gave a release date for that but that was clearly intended to be probably out around about now um but you just tell us more of what you're doing give people a reason to be like excited and interested like release content updates that take a couple of weeks not a couple of hours and yeah that's my biggest thing i enjoy this game so i'm upset that they're doing it idiotically that's fair i I can feel that idiotas it's like if they just went oh look the last of us however will release ellie in nine months (laughs) What? Oh dear! You just you just play as grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I want to talk? I was I, they were talking about Life is Strange and all this, that, and the other. And I was like, I never played Life is Strange. I like games like the Telltale ones, and I really like story-driven games. So I don't know why I haven't played Life is Strange. Uh, Rich is it on Game Pass? Because I just this just popped into my head, but then I was like, "Oh, how much is Life is Strange?" And all like, you can get the full seasons of Life is Strange one and two for reasonably cheap. And then they just went Life is Strange one and, and what was it before the storm? Yeah, before the storm is certainly was. I see. And that doesn't mean it is. Yes, I'll find out. Um, I don't know why not Life is Strange two isn't part of this remastered collection hey who knows who knows jack i want to do hard mode indeed this is uh this week uh, it might be the first oh, time we have a hard like from two different perspectives hard mode and completely indifferent mode i don't know if completely indifferent is a mode well neither is impotence i, <laughs> I mean not for me it's not <laughs> 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 the hard mode this week is 
PlayStation has spoken more about the next-gen VR, and specifically, they've revealed the new controllers. Now, I have said in the Discord, that reminds me, we have Discord now, come join us. Um, I have said in the Discord that I don't like the way they're announcing these things. We know this, this is old news. I don't like the way they're just announcing things on blog posts. I miss the days of an exciting press conference where they would tell us something new in a way that was exciting. I appreciate they've I agree. done that in I a while. Agree. That doesn't mean to say I can't pine for it. I do think this news is so insignificant. I would have been like, why are you talking about this in now, a press conference? You but see, if it's the only thing in a press conference, yes. Whereas if they hadn't mentioned this at all, but in a big press conference, it was the first time they released, they announced a new VR and they did it all in one go and they gave us all of this information in one go. And that was the first time we were hearing of it and showed us it as well. Show, don't tell. That would be more interesting. For your average person, yes, uh, VRs has never been my thing. That's but, fair, but then hi. say, but then say, say, say this hypothetical situation. Say we don't know that VR two that they haven't announced the VR two. It is Sony's E three equivalent event, and they go, we have some new hardware to show you, and they reveal the the headset, the controller, the announcement, the date. That's one thing. Cool awesome and then they go now let's show you it and they actually show you what it does how it works and it's a it's the kind of thing that works for someone like you it's easy to use it's comfortable you just plug it in it's all the things that we wouldn't it would need for someone like you to go okay i'm interested that becomes from a pr point of view a far better way of talking about your new tech than a random blog post on a tuesday afternoon <laughs> I agree, but I think if all that information was there, that would also make the blog post less of a problem as well, if that makes sense. If it, I agree it would make the blog post less of a problem. I still don't think it would be as exciting as the, the press event. Not that they should do no, a press well, event specifically for it. You know, I'm saying if we're having, here's a Sony yearly press event where they're going to reveal all their new tech and their new games, and that's what they do, like they used to do. For sure, for sure. I guess I'm just thinking of it as what they've gone to as the the state of plays. I think the exciting nature, like, is the live audience aspect of it. I think that adds to add, adds to your hype. So I, no, I agree. I don't see there isn't much of a difference to me as this being dribbled out over several state of plays or several blog posts, just because they're le <laughs> they're both as. Yeah, okay. yeah well, I don't, I'm not I suggesting they dribble them out over several state of plays. I, what I'm saying is I miss E3 2016, all right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I agree with that. I don't miss press conferences in general because for the last few years they became shit. You, you, I miss but, the good uh, ones. You know, it's easy to yeah, say. Exactly. I miss them being yeah, good. I, I get the concept of the last few years they've not been good, but that doesn't change the fact that they can be good. So I miss when they for were sure. good. You know, that, That's more for what sure. it is. However, I do want to talk about these new controllers um, because the announcement of a new VR unit the other day just tickled me a little bit. Like, okay, cool, good to know. But I wasn't, it wasn't something I was like, I want to need to know more about this. I can't wait to know more about this. But these controllers have definitely piqued my interest in going, ah, is the new VR unit something I'm going to want? I'm going to read through, I'm going to read through a few points from the blog post. 
The third thing you'll notice with our next-gen VR controller is the unique design which takes on an orb shape that allows you to hold the controller naturally while playing with a high degree of freedom. There are no constraints with how you're moving your hands, providing developers with the ability to create unique gameplay experiences. We also designed a new controller with great ergonomics in mind, so it's well-balanced and comfortable to hold in each of your hands. We applied learnings from testing users with a range of hand sizes, as well as the decades of insights from controllers across all PlayStation platforms. The result is an iconic design that will change how VR games are played. I agree this controller looks like it's really quite comfortable to hold and the button placements look like they make a lot of sense. Yeah. And it so just looks like it looks like um, what your average VR controller is these days, which Absolutely. is a good thing. Absolutely. Because uh, Move was trash. They then go on to mention that it has adaptive triggers, the same as from what's in the DualSense, haptic feedback, the same as in the DualSense. This feature sounds really interesting, finger touch detection. The controller can detect your fingers without any pressing in the areas where you place your thumb, index, or middle fingers. This enables you to make more natural gestures with your hands during gameplay. That sounds cool. And for VR, the sort of thing you need to take it to the next step. Sounds great. Um, the VR controller is tracked by the new VR headset through a tracking ring across the bottom of the controller. So it's tracked through the headset, which is also an improvement because the mm -hmm. previous one was tracked through the camera. So if you put your hand outside of the camera's field of view, you're fucked. <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah, no, it was a very bizarre... I Honestly... From day one, I was baffled as to why they didn't develop a controller system for the first VR. Yeah, I said it. An ancient piece of technology. Absolutely. Um, that no one liked at the time anyway. Yeah, so it was, absolutely. To me, that was a really bizarre decision. And the fact that they're actually developing a uh, specialized controller system for the second VR is definitely definitely the right decision and like a breath of fresh air other than just going we're using move again yeah. it was like move is older than me at this point no i agree and this is why i put this into hard mode because it's actually that announcement although being a bizarre way i think of announcing it has made me be more interested in the idea of a new vr headset despite that that one up there didn't get loads of use in the end and probably still isn't going to get much use going forward I was always sold on the concept of VR and when I've played VR, I've got the and understood what, what's good about it. My problem with VR has always been it's a faff, it's tiring and it's uncomfortable. They have been my three big problems with VR. There is an issue with a lack of games available on the PSVR, but there are some stellar ones, so I know it's possible to make good games for them as well. And there's stellar games available on the other VR units, so it is possible to make good games. Not the same kind of games I necessarily enjoy from sitting on my sofa with a controller in my hand, but I don't want the VR to replace that experience. I never have done. I've always wanted the VR to be a supplement to my gaming experience. Some At the moment, what they've said about this VR sounds good. You know, I can plug it into my PS5 with one cable, and it's not going to take away my HDR and 4K pass-through like the first one did. My controllers look to be designed specifically to work with the VR and are more detailed and more advanced to behave and track accordingly, plus having all the cool new features that I love so much about the DualSense. And they've also mentioned that the new headset will have better resolutions, better field of view, all this kind of stuff, everything which I think it needs. If they, mm -hmm. when they show this, it's very, very likely I'm going to be 
sold, I think. Yeah, like the the concept of VR has always been appealing to me and interesting to me. Like the the sorts of games you could do. It's just the games they haven't really done. Um, there are exceptions, obviously, but not enough for me to justify three hundred pound. I, I agree. And obviously, in terms of VR, that's incredibly affordable. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, there's just not enough games for me to justify. If they announce this, and I'll go, oh fucking hell, these features look great. This new headset looks great. It actually matches the PS5 like the first P- PSVR does. Yeah. However, the fact that the controllers don't has me concerned. Absolutely. Um, um, and they go, oh, by the way, we've also ported Half-Life Alex. I'm like, hello. Yeah, hello. absolutely. If they if they can announce hello, it, Mr. VR. <laughs> if they can announce it with a um, list of in- interesting looking games as well, then yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I'm not actually expecting we'll ever get a port of Half-Life Alex on PlayStation, but it would be nice. Absolutely. Yo, 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 yo. Absolutely. But there you go. That's my hard mode this week. Jack? Hello. I also have a section, an actual thing to put forward this week for the Waste of Time Awards. I think we have things to say. I was expecting a jingle. Sorry. Do we have a waste of time awards? Jingle? I don't know. Tom did one once. It was something along the lines of the waste of time awards. Yeah, something like that. Tom did one. Yeah, we had Tom on the show, um, and I threw a waste of time awards in and just asked him to do a jingle, and he sang something on the spot. But there you go. God, have we had waste of time awards for that long? Yeah, yeah. We just don't do it very often. Gotham Knights will now launch worldwide in 2022. We are giving the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. Thank you to our amazing fans for your tremendous support of Gotham Knights. We look forward to showcasing more of the game in the coming months. My waste of time that I'm going to put forward is announcing release dates for video games. What's the fucking point anymore? I can't think of... I'm sure there are some, but I can't think of the last major video game that wasn't delayed. Uh, technically, I don't think Ratchet was ever externally delayed. Yeah, I know it would have been yet. because they said it's also not out yet. It could still get delayed. <laughs> I mean, you speak the truth, but um, but it could. Miles Morales I doubt it. is Miles Morales and um. The Dark Dark Siders remaster is the ones I'm actually thinking of. I didn't get it, but Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Sorry, this Demon Souls. Either way, this is we've said this before, and I just want to like, if anyone is watching, actually works deeply in the video games industry, Faisal, if you happen to be watching, pass this forward to your superiors. When you decide a release date on a game, once you do all your thing, your calculations, you do, however, you work out your release dates. Add another six months and make that the date. Because clearly, clearly, production companies, producers, publishers, whoever it is that make these decisions are underestimating how much time these games need. And I don't have a problem with the concept of if the game's not ready, you should delay it. I get that. And I agree. Don't release the game if it's fucked. Ergo Cyberpunk. (laughs) Delay it if it's not ready. But... Nearly every game gets quite major delays quite regularly. We've had so many games already this year that were supposed to come out 2021, which have been pushed to 2022. Not just 20, not just later this year, 2022. 
we're seeing games pushed to. Cyberpunk has been delayed even after it's been released. That's like, there is something wrong within the industry here where there are so many games getting a release date or a release window that they just cannot hit. So work out what your date you think it is, add six months to it. This problem will go away. And tell you, don't announce it <laughs> for one. Don't announce it to it's ready. Give it, you don't have to give months and months and months and months and months of notice on these games. It's not necessary. The, the problem is the release dates aren't for us. They're for shareholders. Fuck the shareholders. Tell them to fuck it and shove it. Unfortunately, that's not how publicly traded companies work. It should be. Um, like, it's just... I... It should be. Absolutely, it should be fuck the shareholders. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. But obviously, they're the ones who have the money have, and... You can have a date internally. I don't understand why that needs to be made public. I don't understand why you... Of course, have a date internally you're aiming for. That's fine. But I don't understand why you need to make those release dates and those windows public that early on. Like, God of War Ragnarok is the example. Like... There is no way that game is coming. Like, if that game does come out in 2021, I will do something insane on camera. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I imagine there's some form of legality thing, or the fact that telling shareholders internally. If I don't even know if that's how it works, can you tell shareholders internally? Um, exactly. So that, that might be the fact that they can't. That's that's the thing. Like. E3 is for shareholders. It's not for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I was like, all these press conferences are shit. They're not going to get better because you keep buying their games and also they're not going to get better because that conference isn't for you. So if you don't like it, who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. Because the people who pay them do like it. It's, it's in a weird way, like shareholders are weirdly in charge and that kind of gets where these stupid decisions are made and you have all these release dates personally i think you shouldn't even announce or speak of a game that is more than a year away agree There's and no you shouldn't to. announce a release date that is more than two months away yep i entirely 100 percent agree with that myth otherwise you get situations like cyberpunk that gets hyped out of absolute madness control like surely people knew this game wasn't going to be as good as anybody was saying it was anyway um but that took eight years. Eight, eight years, years to release, to release a, a game that game. wasn't finished. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that happened. Obviously, that's a rare one. But then God of War was delayed. I believe Horizon was delayed. Yep. Was Horizon delayed? Horizon was delayed. Uncharted 4 was delayed. The Last, Last of Us Part 2 was delayed. I think Ghost of Tsushima was only delayed because The Last of Us was delayed. Uh, from, a, from an external point of view? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. from Obviously, we don't know what really happened but from I would our perspective argue though was, what well, how sony announced ghost of tsushima was still a better way of announcing things and the information they gave and the way they gave it and their scheduling and anything else so it was announced at the 2016 e3 mm -hmm. considering it's too early but yeah it, it's still a bit too early but they showed enough of it to show that the game existed Mm -hmm. <laughs> for a start mm -hmm. and they made it very clear that the game was not coming for a while 
See, to me, that doesn't make it better. Like, just don't announce a game that's four years away. Like, I agree you don't What need is to. the point? They could have absolutely announced it in 2019 and it wouldn't have been a problem. Mm-hmm. I think that's what... Obviously, that, again, like as I just said, is like us complaining about it. It's kind of useless because those announcements aren't for us. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're to go to shareholders. This is what we're working on over the next few years. But the thing is, they do that and then hardly... Like, there's massive gaps. Yeah, like just, and then, and then people like people say this is what they want, and then they complain when companies go dark for a really long time. It's like you can't have it both ways. Obviously, if yeah. you want them to wait and announce it when it's reasonably close, they're going to go dark. Mm-hmm. Like everything is announced way too early, and then when we get closer to the point, it gets inevitably delayed, and it's just like ah, ah, ah. if if you just mention that this game comes out, there should only be there should be a maximum of one E3 between a game's announcement and launch. I'd agree. If it's announced at E3, you should not see the next E3 before you have that game in your hands. I'm sure there was a time where that was the case. Especially with... Third, must have been. I'm sure with third-party publishers at least. Like, uh, you, Ubisoft and EA. I have very strong memories, memories of Ubisoft and EA being like the first time we were seeing an Assassin's Creed game was at the E3 and then it would announce that year. They started that with Origins, yeah. Like, well, I'm sure even the older game. I mean, admittedly, the games were annualized back then, but like, I just don't. yeah, that would be because yeah. That's... Well, but even yeah, because like Valhalla, we found out we actually Valhalla was announced last year, last year, and yeah. then came out a few months last later. year. It leaked earlier. That's a different Ubisoft problem. <laughs> but... <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, to be the development cycle of older games was much shorter. Which would be why that could that happened a lot more often, I think. For sure. But but um, yeah, it's it's stupid. Just take your time and act like it's. I don't understand. I don't understand. Surely you can just show these things to shareholders internally and make them happy in that way. Like E three doesn't need to be a a thing for shareholders. You can make it a fan event and like if you announce a game at E three, twenty twenty one. It should be out before E3 2022. Yep. If you announce it at Gamescom, then obviously it doesn't need to be out. Like you, you can show more of it at the following E3, just because they're later. I think Gamescom's towards the end of the year. Yes, it? it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you can show more of it at the next E3, but then by the following Gamescom, it should be out. I don't understand why this is such a fucking problem. Like we don't need to wait. I will admit like, that games aren't the only thing that do it. Like. Some movies do it, particularly the MCU mm-hmm. do it, and to the point where, like, now we've just got all the MCU fans are just fucking on edge because they're just refusing to release them during this fucking pandemic. Yeah. So everything's just getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And because they're a universe and a particular timeline, if one gets delayed, they all get delayed. Yeah. To the point where we're meant to have had like three or four movies by now. Uh, from the initial scheduling yes yeah from yeah exactly so we were meant to have uh black widows last may um then we would have had something in the summer shang chi and then eternals at the end um don't forget a lot of the movie projects they had have been like ditched and turned into other things as well not for phase four wasn't phase four was announced and is still on schedule for 
exactly what they've announced. Just COVID, it's been reshuffled, yeah, that's true. rejigged. Um, but all the stuff that was announced for um, Phase Four is still in uh, process. In in the process, and they've just announced more stuff. And you're just like, stop announcing more stuff. <laughs> like, I get it. You're going. Here's nothing but a title card, and I'm going sick. And that's exactly the reaction you want. However, <laughs> stop it because you're not actually fucking releasing like, it. This is the God of War thing. And at God... the end of the day, re- release Black Widow on Disney Plus. You cowards! This Sorry. is the God of War thing. That like, God of War got announced with just a title card and a 2021 release window, but we there's nothing else to that game we know about. Whereas God of War 2018 was announced with two years before with two gameplay years. with a bit. It was yeah. announced with a big chunk of gameplay, you know, and. And an and an explanation of what the game was. You know, they said this is a soft reboot and it's following Kratos as an old. Like they explained everything. We knew it. What God of War Ragnarok? What can we tell you about it? It's called. Well, we can't even tell you. It's called Ragnarok. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's it literally said Ragnarok is coming and then gave you the Omega symbol and then 2021. Yeah. that's literally all that they did. Yeah. Like. Uh, in terms of announcements, it falls under everything we class as a waste of time. I completely agree. Um bullshit cinematic logo trailer nonsense doesn't even have a title has an entire release like year which i think is a waste of time anyway but um with three nearly four months into that year and nothing and that game is not coming out this year no it's Um, not especially when you then take into equation into account that we know for a fact we still got ratchet which is coming in june still got horizon and horizon which is also supposed to come in sometime 2021 and all we have seen again is a cg trader we've not seen anything else we don't actually know where that game is taking us we don't know what they're doing different in that game and it's supposedly out this year as well as god of war i all just very strange decisions and i'm not a fan this has been press start your weekly video game podcast Right here on Rabbit Hole Media. If you liked what you've been doing and what you've been doing is watching us, you can follow us on Twitter at rabbithole underscore UK. You can subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see us anytime that you wish. You can follow us on Twitch at Rabbit Hole Media and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet. Indeed. And now... You can follow us on Instagram at rabbitholemedia underscore UK for all of the behind the scenes tits and bits. If you would like to support us, you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can buy a wide range of merchandise which just got wider. And finally, if you are watching us live on Twitch and are an Amazon Prime member, you get one free Twitch Prime membership a month. Please find it within your hearts to give that free membership to us. It does not cost you a penny, but goes a very long way in helping us bring you the shows that you love. You've frozen. I, I haven't. I've false. You have. You haven't, but I've not frozen. With that in mind, don't forget that you can now join our new Discord. You can find the link for which in all of our bios. Maybe Rich might post a link if he's prepared. He's probably not. I wouldn't blame him. Come and join the conversation there. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I think everyone here is already in it. Anyway. Probably, but if you, you might be watching later on YouTube. You could be Liam Mogg, exactly. right? Come and join the Discord conversation. We're all in there having a chat about games and movies, sharing screenshots. It's really good fun. So we look forward to seeing you there. And don't forget, if you do watch us live on Twitch and like to keep up to date, mm-hmm. you can catch us Tuesday at 8 p.m. playing video games again and again. 
Thursday at 10pm. I don't know if we're definitely decided what games we're taking on this week. In theory, if all goes to plan, I think we might be doing my first time playing Halo. I mean, yeah, that's just down to you to do um to test to test there's test. the discord link so if you don't have if you don't have any problems then absolutely why not there you go you might get to see me playing halo for the first time ever because yes i am a gamer and i've not played it jack is there anything you'd like to add this week no i think that's about it i in, think that's about it in which case jack thank you for joining me You are very welcome. And thank you for watching. Until next time, we shall see you then.